You are tuned in with Reverend and Goodwill Ambassador Art Wilson. We started laying hands on people and the Spirit of God flooded into that place and God did incredible things. Each week, you are invited behind the scenes to be a part of exclusive and unique topics about world news, biblical finds, and religious events. Here's your host, Art Wilson. Hello, everyone. You are tuned in with Goodwill Ambassador, Reverend Art Wilson. We're so excited to have you on the program today. It is April the 9th. It is the day before Good Friday, and I've got some cool topics I want to talk to you about. It's just me today, folks. I want to cover some things on the world scene and maybe a little bit on the religious scene today. I want to talk about the quarantine. I want to talk about Christians during the quarantine. You know, it's been, it's been about since February, since we've really started taking this virus seriously. So we've been quarantined for probably, well, it's been over a month, hasn't it? We've been quarantined for a while, most of us. And, um, I just want to give you a little insight on what I'm thinking this week, right before Resurrection Sunday, Easter, on how Christians are handling the quarantine. I basically want to tell all of you Christians out there, and everybody that's listening, by the way, hang in there. The more Christians I talk to, the more I'm hearing such an impatient spirit. There's a restless spirit where people are getting anxiety from being locked in. But I just want to give you a word of encouragement. Let me just say this again. Hang in there. Hang in there. You can make it. This quarantine is needed and we need to hang in there. The Bible says something like this in Hebrews 10, verse number 16. It says, for ye have need of patience. We need more Christians to exercise patience and lead by example in this hour. Folks, I just want you to know we're in this for the long haul. I'm not estimating that this virus is going to lift in just a few weeks. I'm not estimating that we're going to be back on our feet April the 30th and go back to business as usual. We may never be the same again after this virus. But one thing I do know for sure, there's no way that America is gonna be back on their feet by April 30th. That's only a couple weeks away. And in Detroit and some areas, New York, we don't know where they're at, but Detroit and some areas are still peaking. We haven't even started that downward spiral yet. How can we be done April 30th? The country, and Christians and everybody listening to me need to be patient. We need to exercise our patience and we need to exercise our stickability. We need to hang in there. That phrase needs to just put a a branding in your mind that we really need to hang in there. This is for the long haul. I would guess, oh, I would guess maybe June, Maybe June would be a good time to start thinking when we're going to 
see this lift. The heat would be finally really settling in on the north and the virus would have ran its course for the most part and it should be a good estimate, estimate maybe around June on when we're going to see this thing lift. But folks, I don't know if June is even feasible the way America is running the quarantine. It's mostly a suggestion. If you were to look on the international scene, the countries and sovereignties that are succeeding where there was where there was a strong epidemic the countries that are succeeding are those that exercised a total quarantine they weren't letting it linger they weren't trying to reason with people they were they said shut the country down and when they shut the country down they were able to suffocate this virus because this virus is a social virus it's transmitted person to person so common sense would tell you that the way of shutting it down would be to keep people away from each other and after it's ran its course in the people that have it it will have nowhere else to go and we would suffocate it but if we keep lingering and just letting people do what they're doing and and asking people to be safe and not really taking this serious we don't really have a date in mind when this virus will lift americans are still having parties they're still having fellowships i talked to some folks and they said well yeah we're having get-togethers but we're exercising the 10 and under i don't think the 10 and under principle works Here's why I don't think the 10 and under principle works. If one of the people with the virus shows up at the party that has 10 or under and affect the people that were at the party, then those seven or eight folks have the virus and they take it back and it keeps on spreading. I don't know who came up with that idea, but it is not mathematically feasible. The answer is a quarantine. Everybody stay in your homes. Let this virus run its course. But the problem is Americans are impatient, Americans are restless, and we're even hearing from Christians who are still having fellowships because they're impatient. They can't, they can't stay locked in for a few weeks. Christians, we should be able to hang in there. It's in our DNA. We should be able to shut down at any time and go into a place of peace and meditation and we should be able to get into our word and into prayer and into study. And we should be people of reservation. But then we're hearing things like, well, we shouldn't be giving this virus that much attention because it, it means we're not people of faith. If we are paying attention to the, the, the cautions and the restrictions, that means we don't have faith. Can I just say this? I don't think you are less spiritual if you listen to the instructions on how to be safe during this epidemic, during this pandemic. I don't think it has anything to do with spirituality because many Christians are getting it. And we can't get into that mode of thinking because then we'll start thinking, what did that Christian do wrong? What did that Christian do wrong? Maybe that Christian didn't have faith. That does not make sense. Folks, it's a virus. It's a bug. The similar to when you were dealing with something else, you just exercise wisdom and follow instructions. You're not less saved or less spiritual if you consider this virus and listen 
let's just take a minute and talk about that for a minute. We'll go back to our points on being patient, but I, I, let's examine this. I was talking in Bible study uh, just recently, and um, we were talking about something that's very important. We got to ex- examine and talk about the humanity of mankind, the humanity and the delicate balance in our lives. In our Bible, it is filled with the humanity of mankind, all of our biblical heroes and our biblical scholars and our prophets and our teachers and our great kings and leaders. The Bible was very transparent in sharing with us that they were just normal people that were mightily favored and mightily used of God. And somehow, if we're not careful, we'll get a mindset that whenever something bad happens, it's because of our lack of faith or our lack of focus. And in some cases, maybe that can apply. But when it's a virus or it's a sickness, we need to think reasonably. Avoid the sickness and the virus. It's very, very important. You don't want to walk up to somebody that's sneezing, that's, that has the flu, step into their personal space and say, sneeze on me, I have faith. No, the song is, when, we, when the song sings, breathe on me, it's talking about the Lord Jesus and his spirit. It's not talking about each other. Don't sneeze on me if you've got the flu, okay? I will get the flu. So we've got to exercise wisdom because if, if we don't, it'll never end. You are not less spiritual if you get sick. So you have to exercise wisdom. When we're talking about great people in the Bible, and we talk about the incredible people that we read about and that we look up to and the heroes of faith, you won't find any of them that were perfect and that didn't have flaws because they were human. Start from the beginning. Was Adam perfect? Was Eve perfect? Was Noah perfect? Was Abraham perfect? Was Isaac perfect? Was Jacob perfect? Jacob had 12 sons, the 12 tribes of Israel. Were any one of them perfect? What about the mighty man Moses or the pioneer Joshua or Samson, the man of strength? What about David, the great king or Solomon, the wisest man to live outside of Jesus Christ? What about Elijah, Elisha, Jeremiah? Go to the New Testament. Any of the 12 apostles perfect? No, they were all human beings. There was only one person in scripture who was perfect. There was only one individual in all of scripture who was perfect. And he was God manifested in the flesh. His name was Jesus Christ. Now he was perfect. But then again, folks, he was the alpha and the omega. He was the beginning and the ending. He was the first and the last. He was the one that created all things. All things were made by him and without anything Without him was not anything made that was made. Jesus was the light of all men. He was God wrapped in flesh. And even then he was tempted in all points like as we, yet without sin. So he not only was perfect, but he overcame sin and stayed perfect. So it's unbelievable. But he was God. I am not God. You are not God. We are not Jesus. Even though we have Jesus in us, we are not Jesus. We are still humans that can get sick and that can have bad days. We can be vulnerable. We can have situations 
and circumstances in our life. And it doesn't mean that we are lost. We're not saved. It doesn't mean that. It, sometimes it might mean that we are just human. We're just human. Think about all of those great people in scripture, the great people in the Bible. They wept, they sinned, they made mistakes, they didn't have answers, they didn't have direction, they made bad choices. Some of them even quit. Some of them have given up. Some of them were discouraged. Some of them had gotten sick. Some of them died too soon. Some of them had situations happen that they didn't have control over. But we're all human beings that are mightily used of God. That's what we are. So we have to understand that when we're dealing with situations like this. We have to understand that and say, I, I'm going to obey this quarantine because it's my best chance of staying healthy and not getting this unbelievable sickness. And it's very, very important that we understand. And even people that get the coronavirus, it doesn't mean that they're sinners because they got the coronavirus. That's not what that means. It means that they got affected and then infected. So it's very, very important. They caught a sickness because they are human. <laughs> they are human beings, folks. So it's, it's very important because those are the things that will help us properly understand what we need to do going forward. We need to humble ourselves. We need to observe this quarantine. We need to exercise patience. We need to rebuke restlessness and say, I need to buckle down, occupy my time. It's very, very important. If we're going to make it through the, the end times, and if you're pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, whichever one you are, there's still some, some glimpses of the end times you got to make it through. I'm just ready, trib. I'm going to be out on the first ship that gets out of here, folks. So just remember, I'm, I want to be in the number. But whatever you are, you got to admit that Matthew 24, the book of Luke 20, 21, and all these chapters, they tell you that there's going to be signs of the end time, even before the rapture there's going to be things that happen. So if we're going to make it in the midst of the end time, we need, what did that scripture say? We have need of patience. Luke 21, 19, in the gospel of Luke 21, 19, in the midst of him explaining all the horrible and evil and unbelievable things that was taking place, he said, in your patience, possess ye your souls. He's right in the middle of it. He inserted patience. Luke 21, 19, in your patience, possess ye your souls. Lord, give people, help us to have patience in this hour so that we won't get ahead of ourselves or we won't do something foolish or we won't do something unwise. It is very, very important. We can and will and need to exercise great patience in this hour. This epidemic seems to be, um, hard to get a hold of. It's hard to get a handle on. And they, they, I don't see that they have any kind of real vaccine or cure in sight. So with that in mind, we really do need to take a deep breath and say, well, we've got to be ready for anything. We got to be ready for anything. And we keep our, 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 our attention on the word of God, keep our attention on the things of God, 
keep our focus, keep our prayer life, and exercise patience. Of course, no one wants to be in a timeout, but here we are. We might as well make the best of it and also make wise of it. In patience, possess ye your souls. Well, that was a thought that was on my heart today. It was a short program, but I really wanted to get that out there. Maybe somebody listening will tune in and say, this is just what I needed. I needed to hear that I needed to be patient. Or maybe somebody that's that's got a touch of this virus or, or, or has been infected with this virus, has been worried if it's because God has, is upset with them or that God has forsaken them. Maybe this will help you understand. No, it's a virus. It's a bug. No more than getting stung by a bumblebee. It's a bug and we have to endure it. We have to do our best to keep our immune system up. Keeping our immune system up is important. I've heard that vitamin C and D3 and spinach and, and drinking hot teas with mint in it would be a blessing. Whatever you got to do, do it. But fight to make it through this situation. And we will make it by the help of God to avoid this sickness. But that's all we're going to do today. That's all we're going to talk about today. So once again, I'm so glad you've been on the program. So glad you listened. And may you never be the same again. God bless you. We appreciate you tuning in and invite you to review this podcast and share this episode on social media to help spread the good word. 